0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe.
2: Oh my God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that
0: coconut on top of that barn door halibut's head. 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think?
3: Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm gonna have to go with a, a European cut speed up. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he clearly. Right? Oh, ocean schnook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life, Mm -hmm. and you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Out Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here is your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Out Northwest. Wayne England coming to you from the Fish Out Northwest studio this evening. Yes, once again, flying solo. Tommy out for another week. Must be nice. Uh, apparently, he'll be back. Joining us back next week, and rumor has it there may be some elk that hit the dirt. Uh, we'll let him... Let him get into all of that next week when he's back. Looking forward to that. So tonight you're stuck with me, but no, uh, no big deal. we got a lot of great content to get through. We're covering some hunting. We're t- covering some fishing. And we're going to get into all of that here real shortly. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If it's your first time here on Root Sports, appreciate you checking us out. And uh, take a little time, if you would, jump on over to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. There you're going to find uh, a number of uh, things to take advantage of. Two coupons to speak of: uh, FHN20 with Edge Rods. The FHN20 coupon at checkout is going to save you twenty percent on every fishing rod through Edge Rods if it's not already attached to a previous uh, discount or reduced pricing. Then, of course, uh, with Phelps Game Calls, Fish Hunt NW10 going to get you ten uh, percent off all Phelps Game Calls through the rest of the year. And uh, plenty to take advantage of there is. We got a lot of hunting going on now, and it will continue through the fall. Into the first part of winter, so um, tons of info as I mentioned to cover tonight. Uh, a couple things. I don't know what you had going on this last week, but uh, how about the weather? I mean, 75 degrees yesterday, again, and then about uh, 70, 68, 70 degrees today. Boy, it's kind of uh, raising havoc with some of the some of the plans indoors some of the hunts. I know last Monday I had planned to hit the deer uh, field, my little kind of honey hole that's done well for me the last couple of years. Uh, I put a tree stand in there, as you all know. I opted to spend Monday there. I actually sat that tree stand for 12 hours in that blustering, sideways pounding rain and wind, waiting for that weather window break, which did actually happen about 4.30 in the afternoon. I was anticipating some deer getting up on the move uh, later in that day before dark. I figured it was going to be a done deal, and you know, not a single deer moving other than the two-point alongside the road on my drive home. So, hey, but you can't shoot them sitting on the couch, putting in the time. Uh, this weekend is all about deer hunting before I get back to fishing. Looking forward to that. 22nd is Sunday. I've actually killed my deer in this area the last two seasons on the 22nd, believe it or not. So I'm hopeful that the 22nd is gonna come through. Although the weather is pretty much stable. There's no pressure systems dumping. There's no you know tremendous we- uh, temperature drops. So I'm not anticipating a lot of deer movement. They could prove me wrong as we get a little further into this rut and those blacktails start getting a little more active. So uh, I guess we'll wait and see. We're trying to work the weather windows and be out there when those, when those bucks come out in the daylight. That is the key. Hey, before I move along here real quick, uh, pre-holiday sale starts today at Sportco. Don't miss out on some amazing deals. Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sportco with everything Uh, most everything on sale the deals are crazy you definitely want to take advantage of that early holiday specials get down there and check it out or check it out online and uh, save a ton of money all right running down the show we got a good one tonight as we do each and every week Uh, welcoming back to the studio Trent Fisher with Born and Raised Outdoors Uh, the crew's been very busy those guys are always on the move very busy out on several hunts in multiple states Trent is here to talk all about it and then Of course because there's too much info to cover i got him coming back for a second segment we'll cover some of the hunting tips and failures and of course discuss several different hunts and when that first video will drop that we're all anticipating and waiting for uh then we'll have a short quick video one that we just kind of shot last year pretty simple basic day jordan and i out with my folks gopros in hand and jordan did a great job gopro in one hand running the boat in the other Anyway, my mom and dad are in their eighties. They caught uh, they caught some coho. Mom caught her first coho. We got that little video to bring to you. I think you're going to enjoy that. And then, of course, uh, we'll come back and in studio here, kind of for the remainder of the show. I'm introducing you to my folks. Dad's 84, mom's 81, and uh, we want to walk through some history, how it all got started, and you know why we're all fishing. And then some more later on in the show with uh, mom and dad, the passion for fishing and how this fishing partnership for them actually evolved late in life. Wait till you hear this story. It's pretty funny. Um, And then, of course, their passion for kokanee. I want to touch in on that and the fact that mom's caught her first coho in this last season. She got her first Chinook out of Puget Sound. It was a phenomenal day. So lots to cover with them. If you're in your 80s, you should be doing exactly what these two are doing because they're having a heck of a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere. going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. Going to bring in our friend, uh, Trent Fisher, talk some elk hunting and a lot of things going on with Born and Raised Outdoors right here, Fisher Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. The Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water.
2: If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them.
3: All right, welcome back here in studio, Dwayne England, Fish Out Northwest. And tonight, bringing back a guest that I actually, I don't think I've had him on for, I bet it's been almost two years, and I think the last time we were talking bear hunting. Nonetheless, Trent Fisher, born and raised outdoors. Most of you are well familiar with this guy in in his crew. I want to welcome back to the show, Trent. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking some time out. I know you guys are extremely busy.
0: Uh, I appreciate it, man. No, it's it's that time of year. It's that time of year. Yeah,
3: for sure. So, uh, hey, another season kind of in the books. You still got a few things going on, but before we delve on into that, um, you know, there's there's folks out here maybe through uh, Root Sports and whatnot in other states may not be familiar exactly with what you guys got going on. So quickly, maybe list off the uh, the four main characters. The other three that you uh, run around with and, and actually how many years has the born and raised crew been creating content and getting these hunting videos out there?
0: I think we're coming up. I think we're coming up on like 16 years or yeah. some crazy thing at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, we started out in the DVD world and thought that was where it was at. And then, uh, YouTube became a real thing. And so now, um, yeah, born and raised outdoors on YouTube and we have almost, I don't, I don't know, a couple few, few hundred few hundred big game hunting videos out there
3: yeah and you got your brother trevor
0: yeah i got trevor cody strand uh steve uh all, all we got a we got a group that we just all kind of conglomerate in we got a pretty good team actually as far mm-hmm. as uh, a couple great camera editors uh with chase and noah and they do a great job at uh telling a story and uh, it's it's been it's been pretty awesome as far as having them on board
3: yeah, I mean, this just doesn't happen overnight. The growth of it has been impressive. And you guys have been grinding it out for a long time. You and Cody, I mean, it's your full time deal now as of a few years ago. And, and yep. uh, you and I have had those conversations. And it's just it's a great story. Um, going into this year, how many tags did you guys actually pull? And how many states did you did you actually put boots on the ground?
0: Yeah, we were super blessed this year. Um, we drew some decent, not great tags, but we just just got really blessed on what we what we actually accomplished this year. Um, I hunted uh, Oregon uh oregon new mexico utah i didn't hunt myself but i was there so Mm -hmm. i will either go and uh, participate in the hunt and call usually or or, and or film as well and so anyway we hit idaho as well so we hit about four or five different states so far this year i'm headed to alaska uh in two days Uh, i went to alaska before season already so i've been there i've just been all over the place (laughs) lately good that's just been amazing it's been amazing yeah Yeah, absolutely really good we killed uh we killed nine bulls this year uh so far so
3: is that uh did you fill all your tags all your elk tags did you have nine uh
0: we didn't fill all of our tags there's always a few that you know if it never gets hunted or you know something of that nature some over the counter stuff but um but we we were very successful and uh it's been one of our best one of our best years that we've had
3: yeah that's fantastic especially i mean as we're moving forward here you know, most places you go, uh, the, the archery thing, you know, partially thanks to guys like you, your, your crew and, and, and other guys hushing and a handful of others out there, really compelling people to get off the beaten path, grab the bow, get out in the woods and go, go after them. So there's areas that are getting crowded, man. Uh, but, you know, it's just inspiration. You guys are driving. Uh, <laughs> you guys are driving inspiration to a lot of people.
0: It's opportunity. You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. if, you, if you, That's what I tell everybody. They're like, well, do you hunt all, you know, public land? And I said, yeah, there is. But also we have private timberland. We have any time you can get an opportunity to go hunting. I just encourage anybody. That's right. to right. Go take the opportunity.
3: Yeah, it's a good point. So uh, to create all this content you guys capture, it take, I mean, it takes a small army. It takes a crew. You guys got the, you know, the main four that are, that are hunting. You guys are also holding cameras, videographers and, and helping, you know, to actually, the end result is you want to capture the content. You want to capture the full story. How many on the crew typically hit the ground running? You head to New Mexico for a tag or two. How many many people are going?
0: Yeah. So usually um, we'll, a lot of times, Dwayne, we'll run five deep, you know, just to kill, just to try to hunt one elk. We'll run five deep. And that's one of my favorite ways to do it. If I can have two shooters out front, I can have two cameramen and then I can have back uh, whoever calling um, back there and then trying to just steer that elk in the right direction. It just, there's so much more success when you do it as a team. And I I think people get caught up and, oh, I need to go kill. I need to go kill. But if you, if you just break it down and like, man, if you give up for your buddy, just as much as he'll give up for you, Mm -hmm. you guys are both going to be way more successful.
3: That's a valuable point right there. I think oftentimes we get so caught up in the, hey, I got to get this done. No, we collectively need to get this done, and you know it's going to pay off for everybody. Everybody's rewarded when the team is successful, right? So, um, when you guys have multiple tags like that, and you know somebody's up as you know next shooter, or whatever. I mean, how do you decide, or is it uh, is it it's usually on-
0: just uh, we used to do a coin flip, we used to do however, but right. now it's just like hey, you go today and I'll go tomorrow. Gotcha. You know, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, there's some confidence yeah. there too. It's like hey, we're going to get our we're going to get our bulls, right? So. Yeah, coin flip or whatever, or Rochambeau. You want to go first, and uh, you know, or gentleman out, just whatever. I, I like to hear that. That's fantastic. Who got the biggest elk this season?
0: Uh, actually, the most emotional hunt of the year. It was my father. Actually. Oh,
3: yeah. I got some questions for you on that one here. Uh, moving into the second segment. So I'll tell you what, Absolutely. great segue, Absolutely. buddy. We'll uh, we'll jump out for a quick break. Don't go anywhere. I'm gonna hold you over. We'll jump out for a quick break. We come back more Trent Fisher, born and raised outdoors, right here, Fish Out Northwest.
0: Sportco, an outdoor emporium, is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. This summer, make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors awaits you.
3: All right. Welcome back here to the show. Fisher Northwest in studio guest, uh, Trent Fisher, born and raised outdoors. And Trent, before the break, we are talking about the biggest elk, um, that got hammered this year. And, and, uh, before I jump there though, I got a couple other questions referencing some of our content from the first segment. So, uh, we mentioned multiple States. You personally, which is your personal, you know, favorite state to hunt for elk?
0: Oh man. I I love Wyoming. Wyoming is, uh, it's such a beautiful state, and I've done really, really well there in the past. the The thing about now is, I get asked that question all the time. Oh, it's like it's just getting so hard to draw Wyoming right. anymore, just on a general draw. So man i guess i mean i guess my answer probably turns to whatever state you can hunt now because it's just it's so hard to hunt these states that you you know you really want to and it's maybe four years you know what i mean
3: yeah yeah absolutely so uh count your blessings when you get that one for sure uh who would be the best archer who's the best shot amongst the four of you
0: um man mr (laughs) consistent who's mr consistent (laughs) It varies. It varies. I don't know the best shot. I think. I think there's a there's such thing as a good shot, and then there's such thing as a good hunting, you know, under pressure shot.
3: Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's yeah. a
0: it's a totally different thing. So I I don't, yeah. I don't know as far as that goes. Um, it, it, Any one of our guys, I would I would trust with a bow in their hands with an elk within fifty yards. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That sounds, that sounds, uh, that sounds good. Um, so let's, let's face it. You guys put out a lot of great content, lots of success stories. Hunting's hard, you know, and especially what you guys are out doing, getting off a beaten path. Sometimes you're using bikes, getting out, you know, way up in there, hiking in, uh, spike camps, the whole deal. I mean, you guys put it all out there. Uh, there's a lot of successes that people get to enjoy watching. There's gotta be failures too. I mean, how often are some of these hunts complete failures, frustration, you know, does the emotion come out in you guys at times, how's that all go?
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely, man. I, I, it's, we're a group of guys. And if anytime you get five, six, seven personalities, male personalities all together <laughs> at one yeah. point, and you're trying to go after one common goal Uh, it's i'm not gonna lie to you it's there's been times there's been uh, you know a lot of confrontation a lot of you know there's times where there's disagreements and you have to just kind of go back to the team and just kind of circle back say okay what what are we doing guys you know let's not let this frustrate us i think there was a time that we really felt like killing an animal was the only way that we succeeded Uh and man and and it was tough you've got to get out of that realm of thinking that way just because it's like it's the hunt that succeeds the most it's the it's maybe teaching someone something about uh wind direction or something about you know not to do this at one time and everything and it was interesting and we never really saw that until we looked at the views that we were getting in the comments and everything and it was interesting where some of the hunts where we didn't shoot anything were some of the most well-viewed, well-watched videos just because people related to it so well. So it was, it was like, you know what, that was me this season. And honestly that, you know, I haven't had a tag yet this year for elk, but as far as like, that's been me numerous times where I didn't get one or something of that nature. So they're pretty interesting to kind of, you know, you got to put your ego at check and you just got to kind of, you know, you just go with it sometimes.
3: Well, it says a lot about your guys' character, too. You're not afraid to show, I don't want to call them failures, because every hunt, exp- the experiences yeah. are well worth it, the the camaraderie, the brotherhood you guys share, you know, the, the the effort and the team effort you guys put in, and then to come up empty-handed shows that even you guys at the top of your game, it's not always, like you said, it's not always about the kill, right? It's about the, the yeah. time spent and the, uh, the takeaways in that. And you're right, absolutely right. The 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 person sitting at home watching this on their computer or TV, they they put themselves right in those boots and they they've been there. So uh, credit to you guys for not just, you know, showboat and the kills and, and high fiving and that stuff, because you guys are way deeper than that. And I really respect you for that entire entire thing. So um, what are your thoughts on newer folks getting out there, stomping through the woods, trying to get their first elk, archery, muzzle loader? It involves calling. And oftentimes you hear folks in the woods making a lot of noise and you think all too often, especially newer folks trying to figure it all out, might put a little too much emphasis on bugling uh, when it wouldn't be appropriate.
0: When it wouldn't, when it wouldn't, is that what you're asking? Yeah, when it
3: would not be appropriate or it's not, it's not aiding them in any way, you know, it might sound great, but it's really not what you want to be doing
0: yeah i see that that train of thought so we hunt with the whole train of thought of just like trying to find that one that wants to bugle you know trying to want to find that one that wants to play our game and there's a lot of times we screw up by not slow playing something and maybe okay let's not call let's figure something else out here but we honestly move to the calls as fast as because it gets those elk at close range it it makes that encounter Mm. um in kind of our favor right it's kind of what we've learned doing if you look at a lot of other hunters you know uh cameron haynes for example he doesn't call hardly at all yeah he's more of a stock kind of guy gets in with the herd and everything and does some herd shadowing and stuff like that we kind of we we drift more towards the side of let's call this thing in and let's get it right in our lap and and let's have an encounter here speaking you know his language and duping him that way but it's just everybody has their own thing and there's no right or wrong way Mm -hmm. it's just you you mentioned on young people and and people that haven't done it much getting out there man any way you want to do it there's no right there's no wrong way just get out there and do it you know just just it's it's not unobtainable hunting out west is not unobtainable anybody can do it honestly well that's how
3: you gain the experience right those encounters Correct. whether they're successes or failures you ping pong that back and forth with that animal the outcome is a takeaway right so Correct. um what do you think so travel around multiple states the rut timing varies so much but you guys have more successes you know uh getting getting bulls down utilizing bugle for the most part or a lot of times are you successful with just simply cow calls?
0: We, we do. I do both. Yeah. So I'll locate with bugles and everything. And if I can get a bull to bugle off of cow call, I'm not going to use a bugle. I'm just going to. Yeah. And there's a good chance you'll kill that bull. If he's going to bugle to a cow call, there's a good chance he's going to come home, you know, in. He's lovesick and, and, and that nature. So it's, <laughs> it's right. finding the nature of each elk is what it is.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, hey, you mentioned largest uh, before we get out of here, largest bull put down this year. There was a 300 wind mag involved. And I'm not. Mistaken on a Fisher family outing, right?
0: You're correct. Yeah, Yeah, we've, uh, so SIG gave me that prototype and it's a three, it's the new SIG cross 300 wind mag anyway. And we've already killed two bulls and three bucks with it already, but uh, it's been an absolute hammer. But get back to the story it was my dad uh anyway it was a hunt this year that our whole family went on so i had trevor my brother my mother was there and my other brother austin was there and dad so it was all five of us it was really really special and uh dad hammered a bull in um in utah that was uh it's probably somewhere around 335 340 (laughs) inches it's a big one
3: what an experience, man! You got that all on uh, all on film. That one, that one yeah. coming to uh, a YouTube channel near you soon.
0: Yes, correct. Yeah, it is. Speaking yeah. of
3: which, when is the uh, when's the first uh, actual like? So we're gonna run September? a caribou.
0: Uh, I took my daughter on yeah. her first big game hunt this year. You're right. And, uh, yeah and she she killed a, her first big game animal in alaska which is pretty special all that yeah And um, so we're going to run that here in just the next week or so okay. and then we're going to start uh towards the end of the month on land of the free and then we'll we'll run that for through the end of the year right. we've got a lot of hunts coming
3: yeah fantastic all right for those that don't know where do they find you real quick before we get out of here
0: just born and raised outdoors on any any platform whether it be youtube facebook uh instagram
3: Got it. Always a pleasure, buddy. Didn't have time to talk black bear or blacktail or mule deer hunts (laughs) coming up, but I might have to catch up with you down the road here in a bit. So uh, appreciate you taking time tonight, man. I know you're, again, always busy, but willing to Uh, to spend some time with us. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for the opportunity, Dwayne. Appreciate it, buddy.
3: Absolutely. Take care. All right. Trent Fisher, Born and Raised Outdoors. Uh, Make sure you take a little time, jump over to YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook. They're all over the place and their videos are are hitting now, and it's uh, fantastic stuff to watch. All right, don't go anywhere. We come back and introduce you to uh, a little bit of, uh, yeah, some coho video, right after this break, right here at Fish on Northwest.
2: You haven't been here, but you know it. You've heard the sounds, smelled the air, and seen where your heart lands, if not yet. You haven't been here, but you've longed for a destination near or far where the young and old find rest and excitement, not a part. You haven't been here, but you're on your way to a place not far. Explore the Dows.com. All
3: right, welcome back here at Fish on Northwest. Uh, that was fantastic. Trent and uh, the, the entire group there at Born and Raised Outdoors, fantastic guys. I told them I'll see them, see them soon down there at the Portland Show, if uh, nothing else, as we roll into end of January into February. So, um, all right, we're going to switch gears here. Time to talk a little bit of uh, fishing, coho fishing, family history. Uh, lots, of, lots of history there. And uh, I just thought with Tommy being gone and, you know, sometimes I try to pull in a, a co-host and then I thought, you know what, I'm not going to pull in a co-host this week. Uh, I'm going to invite my mom and dad in. You know, David Letterman used to always bring his mom on the show and it was a huge success. So I thought, you know, pressure's on mom. We're going to get through this evening and, 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 and make it work. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, last year, Jordan and I actually got them out into the Grays Harbor region, um, going for coho. And um, th- this summer we were up in Puget Sound, and, and as you guys heard me mention earlier, got into some Chinook and, and coho and pinks and whatnot. But last year, we're just out fishing, having family fun, trying to get mom our first coho. And uh, Jordan's running the boat, running GoPros. We, li- we shot a little video. I threw that together just so you guys could see the experience and the excitement of it all. Uh, mom catching coho so this is just a quick little three minute gopro video that you know what i just love this thing to death so we're going to check this out right here allied the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats allied boats have standard reverse china and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower rpms allied boats have several models to choose from ranging from a 19 foot mustang all the way up to a 32 foot liberator so regardless of what type of heavy-gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied Boats will have it for you. Contact Allied Boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. All right, welcome back here at Fish on Northwest. New co-host in the house this evening to join me in Tommy's absence. We're going to see how this is going to go. Uh, Martin in Rose England, my parents... Eighty-four and eighty-one years young. Mm-hmm. I got permission to say my mother's age, by mm-hmm. the way. So, yeah. what do you guys think? Not the first time in the studio, but first time on the show. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's just let's just dial it all the way back, pops. I mean, you grew up on a dairy farm. Grandpa didn't fish. Nope. Uncle Bert, your brother, he, he didn't fished fish?
1: a little bit, not much. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, when did when did you pick up fishing, How old were
1: you? Probably six.
3: Six years old.
1: Six, seven years old. Yeah. And you were
3: fishing what? White River, the flume. Oh
1: no, no, no! I had a, a good friend of mine, Larry Fargo, and uh, his parents were friends of my mom and dad. Yeah. And um, they lived on a lake, uh, Clear Lake, oh. for a while. Okay,
4: right.
1: And I'd go up there in the summertime. I was probably about seven or eight then, yeah. but. Uh, I'd start fishing before that, even in Olympia. I'd drive my bike over to a little creek with a friend of mine, Dave Haggett. hmm And we'd fish this little creek for
3: trout. You but just yeah. decided you were going to start fishing. Yeah. Hanging out with guys that fish, and yeah. Grandpa was okay with it. I'm sure he said, you get your chores done, you can go fishing. Oh, boy, did I get in trouble. <laughs>
1: Especially at the flu, you know? And that's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Geez.
3: Nope, you got to get the work done on the dairy farm. Yeah, you can't go you screw did. around catching on fish. Would yeah. you bring them home? Would Grandma cook them?
1: Yeah, mostly white fish in the oh, frame at yeah. that uh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. What, uh, I think I was what, six or eight? When I when did you get me started fishing?
1: Well, actually, still had fishing when you were 12.
3: Yeah, that Not I remember. Earlier. But yeah. I got a, I got trout at yeah. a young, a young yeah, age. Yeah,
4: you used to take them out to the lakes.
3: Yeah. yeah. To the lakes. I lake Taps. Well, my first trout was on Lake Taps. Yeah. Uh, of all the fish in Lake Taps, I caught a trout. Yeah. And all I remember is coming back in, Mom's soaking wet and because i grew up with four siblings and you're you're chasing kids in and out of the water trying mm-hmm. to keep the, the little guys from from falling Born in yeah. yeah yeah so yeah, there cool. we're out there screwing around catching fish i was all excited about i think i rode home in the back of the truck with that fish laying next to me and <laughs> could probably. be uh, probably yeah. and then you're we pretty
4: young because those other guys were pretty oh little. yeah
3: yeah kevin was a baby so <clears throat> yeah um yeah so we you know dean and i especially
4: yeah
3: really got got into the fishing deal right. when we were young i remember you know working in the summertime and dad wanted to go hey we're going to go bass fishing but we got to yeah. get this done first we always had to get stuff done then yeah. we could go fishing he had us out bass fishing perch fishing trout fishing yeah. we would ride our bikes down to de Corsi park yeah 20 25 <laughs> minutes away right <laughs> no cell phones no. <laughs> no life preservers we're around water we're young and we would leave in the morning and not get back to almost dinner, and yeah. didn't matter, did it? No, no. didn't matter. It was no. safe yeah. then. You always said if it was dark and we weren't home, then you would probably get in the car and come look for yeah. us. Yes, she she <laughs>
0: yeah, would. I'd get a little worried. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she would.
3: Yeah. she <laughs> <laughs> would. Yeah. You were like, oh, he was like, hey, <laughs> you mentioned it. My first steelhead was 12 years old. I started yeah. at 11. Never caught yeah. a fish the first year. Right. Lost a bunch. Now, we're talking steelhead fishing in 73, 74, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I got my first steelhead at 12 years old, Christmas Eve day. Absolutely. Above Alderton. And you know what happened? At the outhouse hole. Talk about that. Do you remember that day? Oh,
1: absolutely. yeah. yeah. We got down there, you got first fish on. Yeah. And you lost it, it came off, and I looked at your leader and it was kind of... Like a pigtail.
3: Yeah, pigtail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I knew what happened. Your knot
3: came loose. Uh huh. Wow. You were quite upset about yeah. that. You told me you go up there and sit on that log. Yeah, absolutely. And you tie a hook and you show it to me. And when you've tied a good enough knot on that hook, yeah. I'll let you go back fishing.
1: I was going to tie it for you. You have to do I it. I know. You made me
3: tie my own leaders back then, 12 years yeah. old. So I but did, that's and you I, I got that first steelhead. It's a little buck. Yeah. About eight pounds. Pictures yeah. upstairs, but. uh yeah, Christmas Eve day, couldn't wait to go to Grandma Grandpa's house and show them that. Absolutely. <laughs> because that was a proud day. Finally yeah. caught one. Lost so many steelhead. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you knew all that area so well, we'd start out, you know, uh, Pelp River in its heyday, and then we'd go to the Carbon. You're yeah. taking me all over the Carbon River, and then uh, anybody that has great memories of the opportunity to fish South Prairie Creek yeah. for wild steelhead, Boy, I tell you what, that's there, it. There are plants, too. There were plants in there. Yeah. Uh, plants. But that is a whole different level of steelhead fishing. Yes, and, you know, by the time I was driving, 16 years old, and it closed when I was 17, but that final year of steelhead fishing for me and my buddy Keith back then, Absolutely. we lost more steelhead in the wood, in the in the, in the small creek. And, you know, we're talking authentic drift fishing, small, mm-hmm. small pearl corkies and stuff. Yeah. How about using eggs back in the day for steelhead? about all I used for many years.
1: Finally started using corkies, you know, later on, but mostly uh, just started out with eggs and yarn. How would you
3: cure up your eggs? What was the process and there was some back then it was uh,
1: (laughs) borax and salt, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have all the preservatives.
3: But we would tie them in little spawn bags. Oh when I'd run short. Yeah.
1: I'd take uh, the eggs in the jar that you buy, poskies or whatever. Right. You run short to time up in the cheesecloth. Yep. Hey, man. So, it was dynamite.
3: This when you were running short on eggs, because you mm-hmm. only steelhead fished back then. So if you got a hen, yeah. you took care of them eggs and you fish those eggs. Yeah. You take me fishing, you're giving me the little cheesecloth bait. Yep. And I would fish one cheesecloth bait for, like, the first half of the day. Because you always said the scent's on the
2: yeah. on the
3: rag and with the corky yeah. and the yarn. You know, they're going to buy. And they did, you they know. Did but, uh. Now you get a bunch of eggs and go fishing. Boy, you go through eggs like crazy because you've yeah. got so much of them, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, early days of fishing. You're the one that got us all into this. And so now uh, your great granddaughter also likes to fish. So because of you, we got four generations Ooh. in this family fishing, yeah. right? Uh, so much more to get to, so much more to get through. We're going to jump out for a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We got a little bit more conversation here with Roe in this passion <laughs> for fishing. At a late start at 75 years young. This is a great story. Come back right after this break right here at Fish on Northwest.
2: New days. New beginnings. New friends. New loves. New dreams. New goals. New scenery. New
3: job. No matter what the next chapter holds better homes and gardens real estate
2: will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life better homes and gardens real estate expect better
3: all right welcome back here in studio to Win england with my folks Rowan and mickey as the family <laughs> <laughs> calls it we don't have time we don't even have time to talk about how your name goes from no. marty or martin don't to not big name mickey but it's a great story that, <laughs> I, I i love that story so uh, Mom, we gotta kind of focus, dial this down on you here. Uh, this guy's been fishing ever since you've known him. Yeah. You guys oh, growing up, life. Right, in right, yeah. in the Swiss community and mm-hmm. uh, dairy farms and whatnot. You decided, 75 years of age. Well, you know, or thereabouts, you're going to start fishing. Or how did that all well, come, come well, together? Well,
4: I think I think what happened is we when we got Dean's boat back. Yeah. So. Mickey talks about going fishing. I thought, you know, I you, I really don't like you going out there by yourself.
3: Oh, that's a good point.
4: And so I said, you know, I could just come along, sit in the boat, r- r- ride, oh. you know, and, Read and keep you company, and take, yeah, take, <laughs> bring a book. Right. And uh, so then we kind of talked, and he says, well, maybe you could go fishing.
3: Oh, there's He'll, an idea. You're in yeah. the boat. We're <laughs> <Yeah. It's> already <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah.
4: And so uh, that's kind of how it started. And then I thought. Probably now he probably thinks, I wish you would have brought that book.
3: (laughs) 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 Actually, you know what he was thinking going into? He's like, I should really talk her into fishing. That's an extra rod. That's an extra limit. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's an extra yeah. limit. We yeah, gotta, true. we got to maximize my opportunity <laughs> so here. So you're he
4: just using me is what you're saying. Yeah, that's, what,
3: that's what, what, what Sherry considers it when I ask her to go fishing. Uh. You just want my limit. So oh. <laughs> uh, so there you guys are. Now, you've made a handful of trips with friends over the last several years over to Twin Lakes. Right. Fishing yeah. off the docks, fishing out of boats. What's the biggest triploid you've caught over there? Was it off the dock?
4: Uh, no, we were in Nelson's boat, yeah. and I think it was like six pounds, wasn't it? I, I, two years, I caught the biggest of yeah. our whole group. Well, of course you did.
3: <laughs> yeah. Can I tell yeah. you
1: a little story I'm on that? I'm sure you will, yes. Her rod is in the fish fish, <laughs> in the holder. Right. And she's sitting there, and I look over, and this rod is just gone. Buried. Going like that yeah, down there. Yeah. And she looks over, and she looks at me, she goes... Is that my
3: rod?
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I had barely I think sat down. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. So it yeah. was kind of You'll not wanna grab that. Yeah, yeah, you not want to grab that. Just yeah. leave it. Six pound fish. Yeah. So yeah. You, what did you think I mean you get so excited. The video doesn't lie. Those coho, you were so far. You were yeah. so proud of her. Yeah, such a fun day. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, these big trout and stuff. I mean, it's just a kick in the pants. Isn't it, it is. Yeah. 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 You've gotten pretty competitive said, too, by the way. She
4: got another one. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. Yeah. Lady anyway. luck. So. Yeah.
3: Um And so when you guys take the Livingston out. Now, we upgraded your electronics. Got you some Mm. good Raymarine, which is working for you. You got the hand crank down riggers. Now, are you fishing off the downrigger? Yeah, Yes. You put it down the whole deal? Well, not always.
4: Once in a while. Are you
3: uh, you baiting up your own own rig? As long as
4: it's not uh, wiggly. Oh, (laughs) so like corn was sent and stuff? That's okay? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Uh,
3: (laughs) How important is color in kokanee fishing, Mother?
4: (laughs) Pretty, uh, well, they seem to like the green and the pinks.
3: Gotcha. Yeah. Is that your go to? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty right. much. Looking know. for a little insight here. How important is troll speed? How important is well, troll Mickey speed?
4: Well, Mickey says it's pretty important. Oh, what well, does he know? <laughs>
3: yeah. Give me a speed of uh, optimal that's typical for, say, going after coconut. Do you oh, know? Man. Does one, he have
4: that discussion with you? No. Yeah, Not one, really? One
3: point What? Four? No. 2 three. to 4. Yeah. Right. 1.4. Hey, you know what? You nailed it. I, out here in the backyard, that's my go to okay. for okay. most times. Yeah. <laughs> so 1.4. Well I, done. I do listen. Uh, when the fish aren't biting, yeah. to be honest now, and he's kind of doing his thing, are you suggestive? Do you like, hey, we should probably…
4: <laughs> I did, I, once in a while I'll say, you know, maybe… Yeah. yeah Does he listen? Last time he did, I think. And, and? Sometimes. And then, actually, I think we switched out something and then uh, we did catch something.
3: The last couple times you guys have hit the lake, yeah. who's, who's caught the majority of the fish? <laughs> I don't want to talk
1: about <laughs> it. I know
3: you don't. Well,
4: let's, uh, let's see that last time. And kokanee. They yeah. All kokanee. Right. I got five kokanee. And he got...
1: Time, time before last. Zero. He got zero. Yeah. I got zero. Now,
3: you got a 19 inch out of American Lake Fish. I
1: did. Yes. Nice big yes. kokanee. Yeah. Yeah. Nice
3: and these fish. fish you guys caught recently are these late fall fish, starting to turn a little bit, getting the kype on them. Yeah. But you got five that day, he got none. Yeah, yeah. This and is that's perfect, the
4: most we've ever caught, though,
3: on uh, uh, As far kokanee. as uh, number of kokanee on a yeah. day, it's mm-hmm. been a tough grind out there, but you guys yeah. are grinding. I mean, there you are, again, eighty-one, eighty-four, launching in the Livingston, hitting the water. You guys are wearing your PFDs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because back yeah. in the day, it absolutely. didn't matter. Yeah, no, With we With us do. kids, you, yeah. you did <laughs> But now it's important, apparently. Yeah. So I got it. I see where the value yeah. is here. Well, okay. You
4: know, the, my first uh, fish was a kokanee. The first fish I caught when we started, the first time we went out.
3: And then he knew you were in trouble. Yeah. And you keep bringing her back.
1: (laughs) I started her off with a a spinner outfit. I thought, well, I just wanted her to catch a trout or something out there. Just get her started. So she's probably back there about 70 feet. just uh, No weight, just letting her go along. Pretty soon that rod just goes (laughs) like that. And this kokanee comes out of the water, and i just going, oh, boy. <laughs> on a worm.
4: Yeah. I got pretty excited. Yeah, she got sure.
1: and, and she goes, it's jumping. <laughs>
3: That's what they do. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, we got a little bit more to get through. We never have enough time, but we're going to jump out for a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We got Ro, more with Ro and Mickey after this break right here, Fish was.
0: A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years. Arima boats are manufactured with pride in Bremerton, Washington. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why Arima boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. Arima can offer every boat with Honda outboard packages so that you can take advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. Call or stop by Arima boats today and let them help you get into your very next boat.
3: Alright, welcome back here in studio to England with my folks, Ro and Mickey. You guys are kicking the pants. Um, so growing up fishing, Pops, we put a lot of time in on the Puyallup. And yeah. you yeah. had me steelhead fishing. Christmas break, we were fishing. Yeah. Right? That was you took time off work. Uh, you took a week off during Christmas break. You and I go steelhead fishing, and you had me out there was, any morning I wanted to go, you were taking me. You know, and Bob Campbell sometimes joined us, and yeah. Um, then after I got hired on the fire department. Started heading down here, fishing this Grace Harbor system. Those first coho that we started putting on the beach, when we were used to six and eight pounders up there out of Puyallup, and yeah. thinking we we're doing pretty good. What'd you think about the fish down here, way back oh in boy. the in the early
1: '90s? Oh boy! Uh-huh. I, oh, gee, that uh, that one day went into Waianuhi the first time. Unbelievable. Never saw silvers like
3: that. And the local guy comes up to us and he goes, yeah, those are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're looking at 13, 14 pound coho. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. To us, it was a whole new world. And he had been fishing down here now for 35, 36 yeah. years. And um, back then, you know, getting those, me, you and Dean, getting those big Chinook, yeah. keeping them, drift fishing eggs and regs. Yeah, Right. eggs and regs. What colors would you put into that reg? Well, still had, I was using the
1: Purple, orange, and kind of a goldish yellow. Mm-hmm. And then, for salmon, I'd throw a chartreuse.
3: Yeah. In there. Yeah, you always told me that that color combo you thought really looked like a sand shrimp underwater, and you run that yeah. with some eggs. And yeah, boy, for years, long before float fish oh. and everything else, we would just drift fish eggs and corky or eggs yeah. and rags. And boy, yeah. them them, for those that have never felt a chinook biting on eggs. Oh jeez, like aren't you missing out? Just give them time. Oh yeah, yeah. don't be too early. <laughs> don't pull the time. trigger too early. So. When he was bringing steelhead home, winter steelhead home, back in the day like that, um, we didn't have vacuum sealers and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. How'd you freeze that stuff, or did we just eat the fish till it was gone? I mean, you had five okay. kids to feed. Do you remember?
4: Hmm. Did all the kids like
3: fish? Did we all eat fish?
4: Uh, your sister. not my sister. Yeah, no. not too much. <laughs> she may have... No, I no, don't think she No, maybe did. when she was younger, she tried yeah. maybe tried no, salmon, but, but she doesn't
3: really do fish. But you guys weren't, you know, you weren't barbecuing a whole lot back then. No. You are know, cooking it in the oven and whatnot, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's winter steelhead, which is not the best tasting no. fish out there, but... <laughs> no. Hey, you're a diesel mechanic raising yeah. five kids, yeah. you know? You, you catch a fish, we're yeah. eating that fish. Yeah. yeah. That was the difference. Like, we're fishing for sustenance here, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, has Judy ever even caught a fish? <laughs> no. Did she are go fishing? No. Man, she might have when she was little but I don't I don't remember she I don't of course, I don't remember a lot of things <laughs> yeah. wow this is true yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you do remember a lot of stuff too how about your hatchery chinook this summer oh. on Puget Sound
4: yeah well, it, well that was an awesome day anyway Wouldn't just to summer? be with you and Jordan yeah and, you know yeah uh, yeah, so was,
3: great, three generations out yeah. there doing that, and for you to catch a Chinook like that. Yeah, uh, and, and I often like pull the, it
4: in. Oh,
3: they're strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I often, and I even tell people this, you know, you're, you're five foot with the fro, 4'11". Yeah, yeah. If we pat it down, I mean, and I remind you, the rods we're using are more than twice as long as you are tall. Yeah, and, and they're so, pretty heavy. Yeah, but you do great. I yeah. mean, you get those fish in, and uh, it all comes together. All right, uh, we need to jump out for a quick break. Don't go anywhere we come back, we're going to close out the show with Ro Mickey. More right here at Fishing Northwest.
2: <laughs> if you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them.
3: All right, welcome back here in studio as we wind down the show uh, with my folks. I'm so glad you guys made it in. How's the, uh, how's the butt whooping going? It continues, huh? It's hard to sit down. <laughs> I find it amusing that uh, mom told me flat out one of her biggest regrets in life is that she started so late in life fishing, and you then backed that up with one of your biggest regrets is that you allowed her to get into the boat. Uh, you thought it was a good plan going in, but not so much at this not
1: point. Not so much now, no. no.
3: <laughs> because oh. it, uh, it hurts every time, doesn't it? Yes, it
1: does. Uh, uh,
3: oh. You guys are awesome. I'm so proud of the fact that you guys are getting that boat out there, hitting the water, and I always know when you're out there, i got people that call me and say, hey, your folks are out here ridding the world of fish again, so yeah. it's a good thing, so yeah. outstanding. <laughs> hey, before we get out of here, uh, are you hunting this weekend? You should. These weather systems may be conducive. I'll tell you what, here's a couple of photos off my trail cam. i got a bear in there if you guys have been following mm. us on mm-hmm. facebook you'll notice that i put this bear up i had a lot of people weigh in on this and no pun intended wow. but that bear is right around a 300 pound wow bear if that guy decides to show during daylight hours i may have to tattoo him although i don't really want to shoot a bear but that one is definitely worth doing and i got a couple nice bucks in there as well that i've been chasing um there's a there's a couple nice size three points that's one of the bigger ones uh, hopefully you guys have a lot of activity on your trail cams and uh, can take advantage of the current modern rifle season, which goes through um, till October 31st. So you still got some time to get that blacktail. Few of them have been hit in the dirt for sure. Uh, I'm hoping to close the deal. Like I told you at the start of the show, the 22nd, historically, at least the last two years has been my go-to day. Would like for a little more significant of a weather drop as in temperature? I guess we'll see. What it brings us, but uh, nonetheless, I'm uh, I'm putting some time back in the woods this weekend. Hopefully, you are too. Uh, fishing should should still continue. Got a lot of opportunity out here in these uh, Grace Harbor region and even up north. There's no system, whatnot. There's a lot of coho around. It's a banner year. Plenty of time to still take advantage of that. You know, the nice thing out here, we get these coho coming all the way in through. November, so we may bundle you up nice and warm, Ooh. get you on a riverbank casting, Ooh. <laughs> teach you how to twitch jigs. Ooh. I know a guy that makes them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he might be able to outfit you with some jigs. So yeah, okay, could be a little fun. Wouldn't that be great to get her out, even bobber and egg in it? Maybe get over to uh, Tillman's or something to see if we can. No, you don't want to deal with that? No. <laughs> you don't want to. Uh, no, don't start that? Don't start that yeah. way. Well, about time. We've been doing this show four and a half years now, and you guys finally <laughs> finally fit me into your busy schedule. Yeah. yeah. So I appreciate it. Well, thank that. you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much, Dave. All right. Love you guys. Love so me. glad you Love could. Love you, too. Keep it going. All right. That's going to do it for us this week right here. Uh, Fish on Northwest. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Get out there and do something. We'll see you next week live in studio fish on northwest hey thanks for joining us here on the fish on northwest weekly podcast i want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our facebook page and of course our youtube channel every thursday evening at 6 p.m west coast time you'll get our insightful in-studio interviews our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods and of course Our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll
0: see you soon.